Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome on in to Faith, Family, and Football Rose Bowl edition here on kslsports.com. Trevor Allen alongside Clark Phillips, the third Utah cornerback as the Utes get ready to face the Ohio State Buckeyes coming up on Saturday in the Rose Bowl. Both of us doing this live from Los Angeles um, I got in Tuesday afternoon. CP has been there, well, really since since the holiday break. He didn't come back home. He just met up with the team, and he joins us now from his hotel uh, somewhere in Los Angeles. CP, how are you, man? Man, I'm really good. How are you? Uh, probably, you know, I'm. I'm it, it's not too bad. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, the last two times I've had to fly for work, it's been hell. I'm just going to say it straight up because it was uh, I, I, I went to Corvallis for the Oregon State game. I didn't fly to any more games to cover you guys. I did drive to Las Vegas, which which went without a hitch. But then flying to Los Angeles. I mean, and, and again, like all of these flights are getting canceled and stuff. You guys get the chart like you. OK, so you obviously were not with the team, but just seeing how how the, the team came in on the Patriots jet must have been pretty cool, right? Man, that was awesome. I saw a couple of people posting. I don't know who posted this, but someone was like, man, I hope I, sa- I sat in Tom Brady's seat. I hope I sat in Brock's seat. Someone said that on Instagram. I thought it was the most funny thing, man. That's awesome. So uh, let's just kind of walk through the the day. And by the way, we're, we're going to keep this short because Clark's got a, a film session with, with Coach Shaw, and then he's got media availability in the morning. So we're going to keep this short and sweet, and we're going to talk all about the Rose Bowl. But uh, you guys have had some, some events already coming up. Uh, you guys went to uh, Disneyland. Did, did you take part in it? I, I know that not every player on the uh, team went to the, to the happiest place on earth, but did you partake? I sure did, man. And it's crazy. I don't know if we, I think we did talk about this or I may have been talking to someone else. But so I didn't like I don't feel like I've ever been because I went when I was so young. My parents uh always showing me pictures and my little brother pictures of, you know, when we went, you know, and I'm like, mom, I was like three in that picture. And so I remember, so when people ask me if I've ever been to Disneyland, I'm like, no, you know, so I was super excited to go. It was so much fun. You know, I enjoyed it. I was there for a little while. Uh, you know, it was, it was fun just kind of, you know, being part of the parade. I got to watch that. It was fun seeing Coach Witt come down on the, uh, what was it called? I don't know what that was called. Like a carriage or something. Yeah. Get on that. Uh, yeah, it's like a carriage with the with the horses pulling them. That was going. So, how many rides did did you go on? Cam Cam said that that he had a, a a chauffeur, I guess, and so he didn't have to wait in line and stuff because he had to do like media stuff and all that as a captain and stuff. But 
Um, he said he went on about 10 to 12 rides, but he didn't have to wait in the lines. For one, did you have someone taking you to the rides? Or did you uh, wait no, in the I actually, we all, I think everyone pretty much was granted the, uh, the uh, skip the line pass pretty oh, much. Oh, look so at that you we guys. The wait, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. So we had that. But uh, honestly, I didn't even get on that one ride, man. I'm not the biggest ride guy. It's crazy. I, like, I, um, you know, early on, you know, Knott's Bay Farm was like our spot. Me and my little brother, we used to go all the time and stuff. And we were both in the rides and stuff. And as we got older, we both kind of veered away from it. You know, we both kind of not were like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Maybe it's because I watch a lot of scary movies. Final Destination, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people have seen that. If you're listening, you know, you know what Final Destination is about. It's about the, the most weird, tragic accidents happening with just weird stuff. So as you can tell, I'm not the the the, the most keen to trying to try something or a scary ride that can go possibly disastrous. Well, hold on. So you went to Disneyland and didn't ride a single ride, even though you didn't have to wait in line? Oh, uh, not at all, man. Not at all. I didn't, I, you know, I waited. I walked around for a long, long time, went and got some food, uh, walked around, saw a lot of different people, got to, say what's up to a few of us a few friends that i just noted that i that i saw up on the uh at at disneyland that i didn't expect to see you know some high school buddies and stuff and i was like wow what a time how'd you guys pull up right when i'm pulling up so it's not i I thought that was cool uh yeah nah man but i'm actually not a big ride guy i like to have both my feet on the ground at once nothing reason why we're like airplanes skydiving stuff like that I can't control where my feet are going in. I'm like, I'm not a fan of it. Do you know how many people right now are just screaming at their phone or whatever, however they're they're listening to this, the fact that you had a free pass to butt everybody in line at Disneyland in order to, because, I, I mean, dad, dads alone, dad, dads out there are going to be pissed off because not only you end up spending a buttload of money to go to a Disneyland, and none of those rides are really for you. And you have to wait in those lines just for, for, for your kids to be happy. You didn't have to do that. But yeah. did you go on, on any of the rides? Did you take advantage of it? No. There's going to be a lot of people mad at you. I'm not. I just, to me, I'm just baffled. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, I, I don't even feel right saying it because I was talking to who I was talking to Coach about that uh, at breakfast this morning I, he was he was surprised too you know that uh, I was only there for I was only there for a couple of hours and uh yeah and then my little brother came pick me up but um no I was I enjoyed it and stuff but it's crazy how Californians man we we don't even appreciate you know the, the theme parks and things that we have here like Hollywood and LA Live and all this stuff. Some people don't even go, or some people have never been. But you hear people from Florida, people literally traveling to come to Disneyland for you know uh, for a long, long for for like three or four days. I've heard of people coming down and having, getting a you know hotel and just going to Disneyland for a whole week. And so I'm like, it's crazy how we don't even appreciate it. I'm like, and we you know I live 25 minutes away from Disneyland. <laughs> Well, and by the way, I'm just going to say this. I, I've been to L.A. This will be my my third time this year because I, I was at the San Diego State game, which was not played in San Diego. It was played in Carson. Uh, I also mm-hmm. went 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 to the USC game, and now I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Rose Bowl. Uh, I don't ever want to move to California. Uh, California is not, not for me, especially the drivers. The drivers are freaking nuts. I'm going to say that right now. Like, yeah. The drivers, like, there was a dude weaving in and out of, of the lanes on one of the highways that was on. It was nuts. I'm just, like, sitting here. I'm like, 
you know, I, and I actually thought that like a bunch of Utah drivers are crazy. LA, I mean, Utah is nothing compared to LA. Yeah, I agree. The LA drivers are definitely crazy. I think because it's so overpopulated. Now that we've already, you know, established the whole LA thing, Disneyland and stuff. And by the way, you guys can tweet at Clark at Clark Phillips 21 and hit him up on Instagram at Clark Phillips the, the third to put your guys's grief towards the whole not riding rides while while at Disneyland because of some movies he may have seen and wanted to keep both of his feet on the ground. Although you 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 jump up in the air against wideouts. You don't have you don't have bo- both your feet on the ground all the time. Yeah. Yeah, man, but I just feel like I love but also that's, you know, where I'm in control. I choose to jump, but I just don't like being off of my feet. Uh weird, you know, analogy or, or comparison I should say, but it's another reason why I used to be afraid of dogs and things that were faster. I just don't like being not in control. Anything that can catch me or is faster, I'm like, okay, not a big fan of you, you know, <laughs> in terms of animals, yeah. like in terms of, you know, not liking, you know, certain pets and things like that. Cats are too fast, too quick. I'm like, okay, I couldn't get away if I wanted to, you know, or certain dogs, you know, I'm like, I don't like this situation. Let's not put myself there. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah, Fair man. Enough. Something that I know fans are going to want to know. Um, because there's going to be a ton of fans flying, driving um, out, out here to L.A. to go to this game. I mean, I've heard upwards of 60,000 youth fans are making plans to come watch you guys play in this Rose Bowl. And, and there's been – college football bowl games have been depleted. I think five bowl games now have, have now been canceled due to COVID-19 um, cases among teams. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the, in, into the big-time details, but I do want to know – what you guys are doing as a team to keep yourselves safe to where we don't have any type of, or to where this game on Saturday is not in jeopardy. Yeah. So no, I just, I feel uh, really excited feel really good about it. The guys are excited about, you know, what's to come. We work really, really hard. Now, you know, this has been a rewarding season I feel like I've been a part of, and I think Coach Whittingham said that on air, and so I'm just really excited. I feel like I was the right way in terms of COVID protocols, and we want to finish the season with a bang, man. I'm excited about it. All right, so some some big news came down earlier in the week, um, and it, it, it was kind of shocking because in, in college football nowadays, you end up seeing guys opt out of bowl games that are like the lesser bowls, but you don't normally see guys opt out, out of the New Year's Six. But that has obviously changed this year. Some guys have opted out of the Peach Bowl. Some guys now have opted out of the Rose Bowl as far as the Buckeyes. Um, mainly Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, both of them have opted out, will not play in the Rose Bowl, and will go into the NFL draft. Your thoughts on that now as you look at now having to change, you know, having to adjust your guys' game plan now, knowing that those two guys are not going to be playing on Saturday. Yeah, man. So, you know, uh course that was like the big thing on twitter and stuff and i didn't find out i don't even think until yesterday uh honestly it, you know, i know that i still being at this level you realize really quickly that there's a lot of great players you know got all the confidence in the world that the next guy that steps up is you know gonna be uh the next guy that steps up and next up and probably a four or five star guy uh and probably gonna be have big upside that wouldn't be on the field if they couldn't so i think that um you know, either way, and that's why, you know, even three weeks ago, people were asking, you know, either way, 
and I'm going to play them as hard as I can. I'm going to study them, and I'm going to go as hard as I can to dominate them every rep, you know. Yeah, man, I got the news, but it really hasn't, you know, fixed or changed or adjusted my mindset to the game at all because it's football, man. At the end of the day, there's thousands of receivers. Uh, they got some great ones on their roster. I know someone's going to step up and, you know, someone's going to get the, the targets that you know, those guys will have if they have to, you know. Well, and, and that's and that's kind of what, you know, I've, I've been saying on Twitter and that because right after, uh, you know, Garrett and, and Chris opted out of the bowl game, everyone, you know, a lot, a lot of the Ute fans are like, oh, it's over now. The Utes are going to win. Hold up. These guys are, are always top top of the recruiting chain. Obviously, we're going after you and had you and, you know, and, and, and able to get a bunch of four, four and five star guys. So it's not like there's a huge drop-off between Wilson and Olave, you know, among the, the backups as well. Cause those, those backups are also four, four and five star guys, right? That's the truth, man. That's the truth. I think that's what some people don't realize. Like uh, Olave and Wilson were both in such situations. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the guys on their bench are going to play at some point and probably be, you know, somewhere projected high, you know, round draft grades when it's their time. And so it just at some of those big time programs, it's just a matter of time. And I feel like uh, they've got the luxury of having that. And, you know, I don't say anything, you know, to say that, oh, those guys are just some world beaters, anything like that. But I will say that uh, they're a great football team, as are we. And we're excited about it, man. And I just, you know, we're excited to be able to, to be on this level because, you know, we've worked so hard and, you know, we're grateful for the opportunity, man, because, uh, you know, we, we don't, I don't really believe in like it's, it's when opportunity meets preparation. Me and my dad were having this conversation. And I feel like we've prepared. Uh, now we've been given the opportunity. And I feel like, you know, if all ends meet correctly and, you know, it's meant to be, we're going to come out on top. And just so excited to, to show the world. What if, Park, I was to tell you now that you guys would have, you guys would have started out the season one and two. You guys would have, and one of those losses was to your rival, where they end up snapping a a, a nine game winning streak, um, and you guys had had to, had to make a change at quarterback. You guys had to go through another tragedy, but that you guys would also be playing in the Rose Bowl after winning your first ever Pac twelve title game. If I was to tell you that now, what would you say to me? Man, I'd say, what What do you mean? You got to explain more. I, you know, I'm a thinker, man. I'd love to have the conversation. I'd probably keep you on the phone for hours. I'm like, wait, so what's going to happen here? What's going to happen? Okay, got it. Got it. Dang, that sucks. Oh, wow, we did that. Okay. <laughs> and so I'd be, my wheels would be spinning. As you can see, I was putting myself in a situation right now. But nah, man, I'd be, I'd be hyping. You know, if you would have just told me we'd be, you know, Pac-12 championship champions I would man I probably would have dropped a tear like really are you are you, are you really seeing this correctly if you were fortunate are you really seeing this correctly are you sure <laughs> and then like I would have probably been just super excited I would have been ecstatic because I know how hard that the team works and that we deserve it man and week in week out when did it hit you this week that you're playing in the Rose Bowl uh I think it still hasn't really hit me like I just feel like, um, you know what? I, I it's it's weird, man. Because partially, I just feel like it's still. I feel like it's still like a like a dream, just because you know, hard that we worked. Literally, the role, you know, Pac-12 championships, 
you know, where smelling roses has been on like every board, every sign, you know, for the longest, because it's been one of our goals. And, you know, being that we made history, this is the first time ever, everyone believes that we can do it. But when you do it, it's like, dang, did we really come? Like, how did we do this? Like, wow, our dreams just came true. And so, nah, man, I feel like it'll it'll become as, even more clear as soon as I get on that field, man. As soon as I get on the Rose Bowl field, I feel like I'll be like, wow, we made it. Um, I know that a lot of fans are really like they're they're not very happy about the fact that you guys got those sweet hoodies, the white ones that that, that had the interlocking you and then the rose laying across, and it's basically a, a player exclusive gift because fans can't can't buy those and they're really upset about that. I uh I I completely feel it, man. But I remember the same thing happened. Do you remember the twenty twenty the twenty two percent uh? shirts that mm-hmm. came out remember everyone was on twitter like wait where can i buy these like and that was like team issued and stuff and everyone now they released them to everyone but i remember when that first happened you know yeah. <laughs> similar yeah. situation man that just tells you that uh our equipment room has been doing a, a phenomenal job man which just trying to put us in the right and, and the great gear and the best stuff and you know the reason why i actually bring that up is because your guys's helmets are that exact layout with, with that rose, the interlocking you, the white helmets that you guys are going to be wearing on Saturday. And they also put number 22 on one of the petals of the rose. When, when, when you found out you guys are going to go all white on, on Saturday and, and all of the, the tweaks they've, they've done to it, what, what were your initial thoughts? Man, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I just, I was just surprised that, you know, and like I said earlier, like it's just been a surreal experience. And when you plan for something so big and, you know, you make goals at the beginning of the season and you kind of harp on those goals and you try to prepare. Like when you get here, it doesn't even feel real. It's just small details like that. And even like the sweaters and all that stuff, the rose petals, uh, the interlocking, you like, it's just, you don't, you don't even, you can't even like really like, I feel like reel everything in or like uh, take it all in because it's just so much, man. I feel like I'll be able to look back on this experience, look at pictures and stuff and really appreciate it with the family, man, you know? How many tickets have you been able to to pick up for your family? Because I, I know I know you're going to have a lot of people who you and you and I have talked about this already, but um, you know we're we're getting we're getting pretty close to game time, and I I, I know ticket prices have dropped now that they've gone on the secondary market. But uh, are your is is your family taken care of as far as tickets for Saturday? Yeah, my immediate family is taken care of. A lot of my extended family, man, they actually had to buy tickets sadly because you know we don't really get as many tickets and stuff and. You know, it's a lot of family. You know, I'm from California. I can't get give everybody a ticket now. You know, yeah. so it's it's really tough. But it's it's it is what it is, man. And I'm just so glad that family's coming and we're able to find a way. How was your holiday break? Uh, you know, I I I know you ended up coming back, hanging out with the family, and then you ended up meeting up with the uh, team on uh, Sunday. So, how was your holiday break? Really good, really good. It was fast. You know, it felt faster than I wanted to. That two days felt like it flew by, but um, it was good though. It was really good. I, you know, had a great time with the family. Uh, spent Christmas with them, and you know, got to get some nice gifts uh, for my family. They got me some nice stuff, uh, some good clothes. It was tough because it was like they didn't want to get me too much stuff, and you know, I wouldn't have any room for it on the way back home. So or on the way back to Salt Lake, so it was like I just told them, "Hey, don't worry about you know trying to get me everything now." But they, of course, still they love me so much. They got me a lot of stuff. Are you able to hang out with your family much this week leading up to the game? Because I, I, I know you guys have some downtime, but you guys are also still doing a lot of team activities, bowl activities, and 
watching film, practicing, preparing. It, it's kind yeah. of like it, it, it's actually kind of like a, a regular game week, except you guys are just on the road all week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a little bit, but not really a lot. You know, um, it's weird because uh, some there's some times where we can or like, you know, activities are limited or, you know, things like that. But it's not like a crazy amount of time. We still got to get back to the hotel uh, and things of that nature. And it's really tough. But, you know, earlier, early when we first got here, we had a little bit more time. Like, for instance, you know, Disneyland, we had a big you know, a whole block of the day blocked off for Disneyland. And of course, it was raining too. So I didn't want to be there for 11 hours in the rain. So I was like, I'm from California as well. So I was like, I went out there for a couple of hours, maybe about three or four hours actually. And then I was like, you know what? I want to go see my family. And so did that and was able to get back to the hotel. And yeah, man. So to answer your question, yeah, you know, we are, but it's just uh, not as frequent. Have you ever heard of a, a, a squall before? What's that? So you you want to miss on that being in being in California? Um, there, it, it's basically a giant winter storm that kind of it, it, it's kind of like from from what I've been told the way the way it kind of is it's kind of like a, a tornado but with like with like snow so it's like a lot of wind a lot a lot of snow kind of like blizzard whiteout conditions but it doesn't last that long. Dang. No, I've never heard of that, but I heard that it's been horrible in Salt Lake City in terms of weather. Yeah, I, I ended up leaving Salt Lake on Tuesday morning, and it was 25 degrees outside. Wow, that's ridiculous. So I'm assuming that my car is going to be stuck in a pile of snow when I go back, right? Yeah, I would say at least. Well, and, and you live close to campus, so you're, you're probably uh, maybe six inches. Oh man. But uh I it's funny because Jamie and Parker were taking me to, to the airport and they're like, Oh, it's so cold. I'm like, you know where it's not cold? Los Angeles. So yeah. I kind of got to rub it in a little bit. <laughs> That's messed up, man. It is messed up, but it's all good. So um, all right, fine, final touches here again. We're gonna we're gonna cut it short um because Clark's gotta watch film. He, I mean, there there's obviously a big game and we'll we'll do a longer episode next week. Um, to kind of put a bow on on the uh, 2021 season, and uh, and then obviously look ahead to 2022. Um, what are what are some some of the things you're you're uh, looking forward to? I mean, you you haven't played in this stadium yet because the Bruins have always come to you guys so far. Um, just you know, thoughts as, as you head into this venue to the granddaddy of them all. You guys are you know center stage. Um, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit's calling your guys' game, which we all know is a pretty big deal. Um, the last time he did, you guys won a, a, a Pac-12 championship. But what? How? How is your mindset going into a game like this? Man, I'm excited. You know, I just, uh, you know, we've been working really hard every single day. You know, day in and day out, just kind of grinding doing our technique uh, as corners, you know, the focus has been, I feel like heightened, you know, uh, because, you know, we know we've got a big matchup uh, for me. I try to just stay even kill. Uh, I've actually been studying some, some Buddhist principles. Um, of course I'm Christian, but I love studying, you know, other religions and just things, how they can apply to my life. And, you know, the, it talks about in some of the principles being like uh, even kill. And, you know, what that means is just being able to stay the same regardless of, you know, outcome. 
being poker faced and also being like, uh, what's the word, you know, just kind of staying consistently uh, tempered and uh, kind of like almost like a monotone, like a vibe. You're not, like, you're not uh, get, getting too high and you're too not high too or low. too low. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So like, I've been really trying to, you know, see how I can apply that to my life because I feel like I'm not a super, you know, like impulsive or emotional person, but you know, there's times where like, you know, being a DB, you have to be even killer. I feel like it's perfect because especially being a young DB, like if you get beat, like you like, dang, the world's over. And so it, it, it applies to me, you know, and I'm just like, how can I apply that? And I feel like, um, I feel like I, I, you know, the guys have really been preparing really well and I'm just excited, man. This is, you know, what did they say? The biggest stage that we've been on. And I'm just excited to, to show the world what we've got. You know, how, how hard is it though to, and I, I, I know you're, you're kind of going through it and you haven't finished it yet because you haven't played the game yet, but how hard is it to stay even kill and, and not get too high and not get too low because you're going to all these different events because you're in the Rose Bowl. You're all, all the eyes are, 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 are on you guys. And just, you know, I mean, obviously for, for us, KSL, we're, we're sending out a whole freaking team, like 12 people to cover yeah. this from TV, radio, and digital. I mean, and obviously it's actually for, you know, a, a, a big deal. I mean, how do you try and keep your mind that way? Because I can see how, how that could be hard for a lot of people. Uh, you know, a great question. So for me, it's just, it's prayer, man. It's prayer. It's meditation. It's, uh, just kind of calm. And that's what kind of calms my spirit. I feel like when I get anxious or when I get kind of like antsy, just thinking about, you know, things to come, you know, me, you know, really well now, like I study a lot of film, I work really hard and stuff just because I I don't want to leave anything to chance. It's always been my mindset. If I can prepare for it, if there's anything I can do on my own to, to, to make my success, you know, chances greater, I'm going to do it, you know? And I want to make those success chances 100%. So I'm always successful. And so I feel like at the same time, that can breed that, you know, nature of anxiousness. And for me, that's the that's the worst thing. And I want to make sure, you know, that I can stay even kill and not get too high or too low, you know, with the good and the bad, man. And so it's just for me, it's prayer. You know, it's meditation. and It's all of those things that kind of get my mind, my body and my spirit right, you know. Are you getting really, really pumped now? I mean, I, I know as, as, as of when we're taping this, which is Tuesday night, you're still a few days out, but, um, yeah. you know, is it, is it starting to feel a little bit more real now where you're like, man, I'm actually playing in a Rose Bowl. You're going to have that, that giant Rose Bowl patch across your, your pad on, on, on your shoulders <laughs> and all that. Like this is real now. Yes. Yes. No, man. I, I, like, I feel like every day we get just, we just get closer and I feel like there's like one day, I just, I don't know. I have this weird feeling that one day I'm going to wake up and it's just game day. Like I like yesterday I went to sleep and like I know the days. I don't really lose track of the days very often. Not right now because we're too close, but it's like I just feel like I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be time to go. And you know, I'm just excited for that day, but at the same time I've been trying to keep it one day at a time also and knowing that there's a lot of preparation, you know, needed and you know, just kind of respecting every day, man, is staying in the moment. Uh, that's one of the Buddhist principles that I felt really strong. I forget who, you know, wrote it, but me and my dad were talking about how Phil Jackson of the Lakers, you know, he preached that with, uh, you know, uh, the Kobe and Shaq, you know, when they did mention him, that's what they talked about, how, you know, he was really, really strong in the Buddhist principles. And that's what he kind of preached to his team. Hey, stay in the moment, you know, don't get too high, too low. And, you know, it kind of, it, it kind of contributed to their success too, no matter what the score was, 
Kobe was determined to pull that game winner, you know, even if he was going, what, two for two for, you know, 25, you know, he was going to pull that game winner because he's just in a moment. He's not thinking about the fact that he just had a horrible game or whatever, whatever. And so, yeah, I won't get it all into that, but no, nah, I feel like, um, you know, I, those, those principles and things, man, just have been really directly applicable to everything that's been going on, man. And I've been trying to stay in the moment, uh, practice, uh, stay in the moment, kind of enjoying everything, you know, in terms of the bowl experience, but also staying focused and, uh, just kind of, you know, I'm just really, really ready, man. I'm really excited. Uh, Still technically, what, my freshman season and uh, mm-hmm. already in a Rose Bowl. It doesn't sound fair to say, but, yeah, I'm still a freshman. I'm in a Rose Bowl, man. Uh, like, that's crazy. First, not first season, but really, you know, freshman season. I can say freshman season. I can't say first season, but first. I would actually freshman, say, like, season and a second, half. Season and a half, right? Yep. Okay. Second freshman season, Rose Bowl. Accomplished, huh? So, nah, man, we, of course, want to get here more. We can't get into the college football players, but we won't get ahead of ourselves, man. But I'm really excited. It's it's crazy. You you had talked about the Lakers because I, w- I was out grabbing food and I didn't realize how close we were to Staples Center. And by the way, it's like Crypto.com Arena now. It's still Staples. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They end up changing the name on, on Christmas Day. It's not Staples anymore. It's Crypto.com Arena. I don't like that. I miss Staples Center. Yeah. I remember we used to always drive by there. Yeah, and I've actually never driven by Staples Center with all these times I've actually, you know, come to L.A., especially this year. Tonight was the the very first night I actually driven past Staples Center ever. That's crazy. I, I've obviously gone to, like, you know, the the, the Coliseum, Bank of America Stadium, um, obviously Dignity Health Sports Park and, you know, things like that. I still haven't ever been to the Rose Bowl either. Not, not, not like, actual, like, bowl game. I've never been to that stadium. Dang, that's that's crazy, man. Well, it's gonna be your first time. I'm excited for you, and uh, hopefully we get next time. Now, hopefully we can get here again so you can get the family down here. Yeah, I I I need to bring Parker out to uh, L.A. You know, because he's, you know, I actually showed him the view of my room. I'm on like the 21st floor of of, of our of our hotel, and you know, it's kind of a cool view. You get to overlook all of you know all of L.A. See all the big tall buildings, and I so I did a video call with them. And, he was just in awe of what I was doing and that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you know, Clark, you've obviously done tremendous job this year. You've earned every single bit of this, of winning a championship of going to this Rose bowl. And the only, the only, ma- the only way to end such a magical season is to beat a team like the Buckeyes um, and to really kind of close a, uh, a, a very story chapter and really showing that you guys, how, how, how united you guys are to be able to make something so tragic and turn it into something beautiful. And um, I honestly wish you and, and, and the entire Utah football team, the best of luck. And I, I know a lot, all, all the Ute fans out there are, are saying the same thing. Brother, I appreciate you, man. And nah, for real, like, you know, you know, all the things that, you know, a lot of the stuff that, uh, you know, we've battled, you know, being a, uh, a Utah beat writer, a Utah fan, you, you kind of carry a lot of titles, man, in that nature. You've been around the program for so long. And so you kind of understand what we've been through this year is, is is like no other. And, you know, the things that we've been able to accomplish, man, it's been a really rewarding season. And, man, I'm just so happy and I'm so glad that I'm here. And it's crazy how the tables turn. I know we talked about it some days ago or some weeks ago. You know, just two years ago, I was thinking I was going to be, you know, committed to Ohio State and, you know, who would who would have known that guy would put me in a situation I'd be playing against them in in one of our biggest games ever, you know, in the in, in program history, 
you know, it's just crazy. And I think uh, that's a testament to, to, to Jesus, man. I feel like he gives uh, reassurance where it's needed. And I feel like he, his will is going to always be done. Me and my dad were talking about this, like how he just shows his hand all the time or he shows his will and he shows his, his grace, man, because um didn't have to go like this. And I'm just grateful for everything that's been done. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to play against these guys, man. I think they're a great team. Uh, and two great programs going to be facing off, man, January 1 for a legendary one. Well, and uh, ho- hopefully by, by next week when, when we gather to do the show again, the uh, intro will be Pac-12 champion and Rose Bowl champion, Clark Phillips, right? Man, I love the way that sounds, man. I'm ready for you to start saying it now, but I know we got to wait. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got you guys got, got to go and uh, get, get it done. Kick off the new year the right way, Clark. We'll, we'll let's talk to you next week, man. Thank you again. Sounds good, Trev. I appreciate you, brother. And there you go. That is Faith, Family, and Football. We will talk to you guys next week. But, again, tune in all week long. We're going to have coverage wall-to-wall, kslsports.com, KSL TV, 1280 and 97.5, and the Zone Sports Network, wall-to-wall. You guys won't get any better coverage than in those three outlets of the Utes and the Rose Bowl. Thank you guys again for tuning in to Faith, Family, and Football.